0: Here's
1: a message from Ken LaVica.
0: So many of you think you're basketball talent evaluators. You're not. Stone LeBanowitz hit the open. On your
1: mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live.
2: What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. Do you want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up! Turn it up!
1: Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavicka Live on ESPN
0: 106.3. Just a little impromptu poll before we get things rolling. Just a little impromptu poll. Jeanette Javier, have you ever heard before last night of Hame Hakej jr negative let me ask you stone labanowitz before last night have you ever heard of jaime haquez jr i've watched him play basketball a good 50 times oh so you did
3: of course he did
0: oh, oh i forgot the betting aspect of it you did Forget what stone said <laughs> you did. did focus more on what jeanette said they know uh, no, because I've seen him play basketball. He
3: said no. You, should, you said he good, s- don't said, don't say no. Like, 50's, Perfect. like, then almost being generous.
4: No. Maybe 75 times. Oh, uh, okay.
3: Nerd. <laughs>
0: Unless you're a degenerate, I have nothing better to do dope like Stone LeBanowitz. You have not heard of Jaime Jaquez Jr. Nobody watched more UCLA basketball than Stone because of money purposes during the course of the year. You... If you're listening to me right now, if you hear my voice right now, especially if you're a Heat fan right now, you live in Palm Beach County, you live in the Treasure Coast, from Boca to Vero, from Pahokee and Belle Glade to Delray, you, chances are, if you're hearing my voice right now, have never heard of Jaime Jaquez Jr., He is who the Heat selected last night number 18 overall in the NBA draft and if you look at the cesspool that is Twitter you would think from Heat fans that you should just disband the franchise you should just tear it apart Pat Riley, I doesn't know what he's doing. Eric Spolstra uh, the more the Heat fail him the less that Spo, the less chance Spo is gonna start and finish his coaching career with the Heat. Oh this front office is killing us. Oh the heat, things are about to fall apart, taking dopes like Jaime Jaquez Jr., would you people calm down and stop it, because at the end of the day, none of you, not me, I'll admit it, we don't know what the hell we're talking about when it comes to basketball evaluation, and that is why I can't stand drafts and I can't stand especially the NBA draft and why last night despite the fits and you have some fun interviews it's one of the worst nights on the sports calendar because too many of us think we know what the hell we're talking about when we don't. Ken Lavica live on a Friday here on ESPN 106.3 free ESPN app and on your smart speaker and a John Levine accident attorney studios downtown West Palm Beach. I am not there. I'm at the Lavica compound as I recover from a Vasectomy. We'll talk about that in a second. I have a ball date for you. Uh, Jeanette Javier, the Dominic Queen. She is in her Friday spot. Stone Labanowitz, Friday Night Lights, Radio Life partner, runs this catastrophe until 2 o'clock. I suppose, Jeanette, I should have, and it's not really our style. I probably should have planned that entire open out before I went to Stone on that.
3: (laughs) A thousand percent. I looked at him and I was just, this is not going to go exactly where you want.
0: Yeah, you felt it. I was the only one ignorant to the fact that, yeah, of course Stone has watched a ton of UCLA basketball because why wouldn't he? The dude's up till 3 a.m. every night eating pierogies off of his belly. Did
3: did you actually win any money off of Jaime?
4: Oh my goodness gracious. UCLA was a cash cow. If you could give me the opportunity whether to go to church or watch Pac-12 after dark college basketball. (laughs) I think we know which one I'm picking.
0: When's the last time you've actually
4: been to church? I I plead the fifth. Yeah,
3: You know know what? From what I've... Friday wrap-up between Stone and I, between my terrible, beautiful, dark humor on Ocean Gate Uh and Stone skipping church to go watch Jaime on a random Wednesday... See you in Hellstone. In- <laughs> but but Jeanette,
0: keep you said skipping church. There's no you. You if you're skipping something, that actually uh, that that suggests that you're doing something regularly. Stone's not doing that regularly. Well, he
3: literally said rather to meet Jesus or bet on UCLA because of Jaime, <laughs> and he went with the other J, Jaime, yeah. not Jesus. Listen, yeah. in,
4: in full transparency, I, I've said I watched him seventy to like. 50 To 75 times, it, it wasn't until last night that I learned his name was actually Jaime. So uh, you I thought it
0: was Jamie. He uh, thought
4: it was Jamie, right? For, for, for like three years yeah. now, I've been screaming yeah. at the TV. Jamie! I, go, get him, Jamie! And one, Jamie! Get him, I, I, Jamie Jaquez. I, I, Jamie Jaquez is what I was calling him for a good three or four years. <laughs> and, and wow, so are. you
0: butchered it in a multitude of ways because yes. I thought you would have gone with Jaquez and instead you went Jaquez no, like but- he's Jewish. <laughs> uh, and no, it's Jaquez. So,
3: so what I love about this from Stone multiple times, and actually when I saw his name, Pronounced that's the only thing, like my comment about him. I was like, All right, he uh, shout out Mr. Silver for saying hymen yeah, Jamie. All right, bet. And what I love about Stone is like encapsulates that perfectly where he got Jamie wrong, but at least I'm looking at it from the Spanish language. Like, you always pronounce the J, and,
4: so, so no, okay, yeah, oh, so, so, so I like, wasn't you far butchered off.
3: the first name, okay, right. And you butchered the second name, <laughs> but you butchered the second name thinking you were doing the right thing. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually,
0: that's a great point. Uh, <laughs> that is actually a really good point. Uh, and then I hope you would get the junior uh, part of the entire equation. From here on out, because I'm actually tired of, of calling him Hamey Hakez Jr., uh, we're going to go Triple J, because that's actually his nickname. Does that work? Uh, I'm for it. All right, cool. Triple J it is. It's TJ. Uh, so, so I only knew of this kid because on one of our trips this year with FAU Basketball. Uh, UCLA was playing. We were at Eastern Michigan, uh, and the guys who pay attention to a ton of college basketball, the team does, they watch more college basketball than any FAU team I've ever been around. They were talking about and We were watching UCLA, and they were raving over Jaime Jaquez Jr. So that was the first time I heard of him. And I I, I live in a college basketball world, okay? So I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I know better than uh, uh, Pat Riley or Eric Spolstra about what this guy can do. Here is, here is what I will tell you. Me as a non-talent talent evaluator in the game of basketball, I look at Triple J and his film and the way he scores, and it reminds me a lot of Jimmy Butler. Speaking of that, Speaking of that, Stone, this is a guy who uh, was asked a couple of weeks ago uh, at the NBA draft media rounds uh, who he emulates and who his favorite player is. And, and here was Triple J's response. Any players past or present you feel you play a little bit like, or
1: anyway? I would try to say uh, Jimmy Butler is a guy that I really like and really, you know, I feel like I could be a lot like him. Um, I mean, I know he's like a superstar, but, you know, that's a guy that I would aspire to be like.
0: I mean, how good is that? Perfect. How good is that? So so when I saw the highlight this morning and I said, huh, he really likes to get himself to the block and play in the mid-range and get guys up in the air and try and earn trips to the free throw line. Who does that remind me of? Jimmy Butler seems like that's a lot of the self-scouting report from him.
4: I mean, it's very accurate. Like I, I, There's no other way to put it. And he played the pick and roll with... I think everybody consensually knows who Tiger Campbell is, their point guard, UCLA's point guard. Well, I don't
0: think everybody No, here, no not no. at all. Yeah, not, <laughs> everyone. Not, <laughs> but, not everyone. Absolutely not. But everything you had mentioned... He's g- g- smoking g- like a two, uh, true I'm up at 3 a.m. eating no. sour patch kids with money on UCLA. Yeah, don't do not do that. Listen, but <laughs> a, a,
4: as far as finding his way to the free throw line, like lowering that shoulder, his game does emulate yeah. Jimmy Butler. It's pretty cool, actually.
0: And... Uh, and 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 Jeanette, how has the Jimmy Butler experience gone for the Miami Heat over the last five years? A plus. Yeah, if you were to grade it out, you're right. It's good. Uh, So, so looking at social media, though, ah, this guy's not athletic enough. I literally saw someone tweet, ah. The Heat front office keeps failing Eric Spolstra. He's going to leave in a couple of years. Like, What are we doing, you people? I understand that we're on edge because uh, the Heat came close to winning a championship, and you missed out on Bradley Beal, and I admittedly admonished myself for for being annoyed, upset with the front office for all of that happening. That said, a guy who can shoot, a guy who can live in the mid-range, a guy who has vision, a guy who works extremely hard on the defensive end, a guy who was working on his three-point shooting, and Eric Spolstra uh, last night saying that, hey, I'm excited about the versatile options I foresee him in. Who am I to deny what Eric freaking Spolstra thinks about this guy? Can we stop?
4: And I I think to take it a step further, we can commend Spo, we can commend Pat Riley and Mickey because... We just watched Nikola Jokic win an NBA championship. He's the poster boy for what I'm talking about right here. Like 100% in in, – I must said it. Give me his name again. Wow, I'm nervous. Just say Triple J. Yeah, that's right. Triple J. No,
3: no, no, no. He can do it. Come on. I mean (laughs) –
4: Ha- Jaime Jaquez. Jaime... There you go.
3: He, he's he, a great stone. Believe he, in yourself. That's good. That he, was
4: really... <laughs> he plays at that European pace. Like, he plays at that Nikola yeah. Jokic. Like, I'm going to slow you down. I'm going to force you to play my ball. So, shouts to Eric and and, and them for seeing what Jokic has done and how he's taken over the league. And be like, hey, let's get a, let's get a little mini Jokic on our hands right here.
0: Here's the problem with the modern-day sports fan. And uh, Jeanette and I have talked about this. Stone, I know you and I have talked about this. There are too many outlets... In which people consume so much information from quote unquote experts, but th- that then they believe themselves to be experts. They listen to scouts on ESPN or on FS1 or on this podcast or this podcast or this podcast or read this on The Athletic. And then they all think because they've consumed that information from evaluators that they have become an evaluator themselves. And it's especially frustrating in the NBA. When you just had the two-time NBA MVP and now Finals MVP and world champion in Nikola Jokic who was overlooked by everybody who has blossomed into this transcendent superstar And uh, you mean to tell me that you on Twitter at Heatboy75443275 know more than Pat Riley and Eric Spolstra? You don't. Uh, You don't. And it's so frustrating to me. And I love the pageantry of the NBA draft. And I know Jeanette tweeted about it last night, at Jeanette and Juice. She loved the fits. She thought the fit game was real strong last night. The guys were dressed well. There was a lot of drip last night in New York City. Um, A lot of people watch it for that. It's fun. It's a good time. Uh, people love to see players selected and, and the entire draft process. And the it's families. exciting. The families. It's exciting when new blood is coming to your NBA team. Insert team here. That. Keep it at that. Keep it at that. Stop dipping your toe in the world of I know what I'm talking about. I am the, the 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 host of this show along with Jeanette and with Stone and with Theo and I will readily admit to you in Palm Beach County in the Treasure Coast, I cannot give you a single accurate evaluation of any player in this draft, even the great Victor Wembinyama, because I am a sports talk radio host. I am not a basketball scout. Does that make sense, Jeanette? See. Si. I I, I don't know how any more simply I can put it. And this is why the draft drives me insane. It's more infuriating with the NBA... Because with the NBA, you have so many examples of guys taken in the second round or or, or brought in as an undrafted free agent. Hell, the entire uh, 75% stone of the Heat Finals roster was an undrafted free agent-filled roster. And you mean to tell me that you're going to question this front office when you've developed Duncan Robinson and Max Struess and Gabe Vincent and Caleb Martin? You mean to tell me, with that group that made it to the finals, you're, you're the the authority on Twitter heatman man seven five four two nine seven five six six you're the authority you know what you're talking about when it comes to triple J think how idiotic that sounds yeah
4: and I think after being engulfed in this market for some time now I- I'm questioning whether Heat fans and Dolphins fans are just lunatics like I don't know if this is like the same for everybody I around think the fans league. are lunatics both
3: of y'all haven't I been preaching that Miami Heat fans are pretty much the worst fan base in I, the I, NBA. I, I think it's it I, speeds I think right it's
4: right into no it different in any other city it's just what we're engulfed in because Ken calls it a cesspool i think it's so spot on
3: i was on orlando magic twitter yesterday and we weren't saying stupid things about well because
0: you because the magic have nothing to play dare you open your mouth right there's no expectation with the magic it's Uh, oh we have one of
3: the youngest rosters ever we have like really good things going on Uh, 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 with the orlando magic
0: with the orlando magic it's it's where are we going to finish in the lottery (laughs) with the heat With the heat, feel better
3: about yourselves after that.
0: I mean, let's be honest; it's championship or bust, right? Like that's the heat. So, especially when you're that close, you're trying to put pieces together that work. I sports fans are crazy. I get it. I'm crazy. I'm a sports fan. I'm miserable. Ask my wife. She's a huge sports fan, Canes fan. During football season, the way the Canes have gone the last, oh, I don't know, 15 years, she's miserable and impossible to be around during college football season. That's just our identity. That's our personality. But, when it comes to the drafts, it really comes to the forefront. Especially in basketball, where uh, we've been making fun of Stone Jeanette about how he thinks that everybody knows UCLA college basketball. I'm going to throw a random arbitrary number at it, but I don't Mm -hmm. think it's that far off okay. the basketball fan I bet I bet watches college basketball before the NCAA tournament I'd say maybe 25 to 30 percent of basketball fans actually watch significant regular season college basketball does that seem fair
3: I'd up it up a bit yeah I'd say 40
0: yeah well,
3: I, I see, I don't know. Nice. I think you're giving us the benefit of the doubt. Well, I'm no, saying that, us because I fit right into that.
0: Book. But then I would lower it that 20% of the basketball fan watches regular season college basketball. Yeah, okay,
3: that's what I, I'm terrible yeah. at
0: math. Uh, no, it's fine. Um, so, so, like, how many people last night, Stone, do you think watched that were, and, and, and saw Scoot Henderson get drafted and said, oh, the Lansing Ignite? I know that. <laughs> right? Like, they, 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 do they know the G League? Do they know Lansing Ignite? They haven't watched him play college basketball. So how would they know Scoot Henderson and his attributes other than something they heard on a podcast? Like, that's exactly what I'm talking about. With the NBA, you have so much foreign influence in the draft. You have the G League now. You have an entire sport where where under 30% of the population actually watches the regular season, doesn't watch the sport until the 68 teams that make the NCAA tournament. How do you have a solid feel off of anyone other than Wembin Yama, who played in France. You're seeing highlights of him. He's a freak of nature. You probably saw more highlights of him throwing an errant first pitch at Yankee Stadium four days ago than he did of anything he did in France over the last couple of years. How do you know what you're talking about?
4: It's a really underrated point you bring up because I personally, and I'm not a part of that 20%. No, you're not. Was questioning, okay, Lansing, hold on, let me go to Google, let me figure out what's going on. Because I don't know any of the verbiage. I have no idea what they're talking about.
0: Because as as degenerate as you are, you're not paying attention to a lot of G League basketball. (laughs) Uh, No, I'm not. You've got bigger fish to fry. So, the NBA draft, I actually do not look forward to it. In fact, it's one of my least favorite times all year on the sports calendar. The NFL draft, I mean, it's like the NBA draft on steroids for you people. The the NFL draft is more annoying because then you have Joe Fan who, when some guy gets taken early in the sixth round by the Arizona Cardinals, oh, I love that guy. I've always loved that guy. Shut up.
3: It sounds kind of creepy, too.
0: Like you didn't, you didn't, you didn't love that guy, okay? Like he's a third-string defensive end at Iowa, and uh, he's taken in the sixth round by Arizona. You're like, oh man, that guy popped on film. Yeah, Shut the, up!
4: It, it's it's the <laughs> I told you so culture. You want to have that tweet out so when he does become a starter uh-huh. and he does light up the league, you can go. Go tweet that. Go uh, recall that one. Bump that one back up and be like, hey, guys, I told you so. I know what I'm talking about.
0: But that one's just more annoying because you have such a – you're force-fed so much NFL draft prep for, like, a month and a half leading into the draft that it's inevitable that you're going to have the, uh, oh, I know what I'm talking about guy. Um, But I don't like the NFL draft. I don't like the NBA draft, at least with the NFL, too. Chances are, if you're watching the NFL draft, you watched a lot of college football. With the NBA draft, I, I, I mean, the, the majority of people knew Wembenyama, and that's it. I, I, I honestly, truly believe that, and maybe Brandon Miller, but not because of his basketball abilities, but because he provided a murder weapon during the course of the Alabama regular season this year.
3: Uh, I am here to confirm, and I lo- I watch a lot of NBA. Uh, You're right. Yeah, I have yeah. no idea. I was like, and number one, I want it because I feel like it, watching him go number one to the Spurs. I wanted to watch that specifically because he has the opportunity to be a huge talent in the NBA. And I want to be like, I remember when I saw him get drafted. But after that, I sat at a bar uh, with my dog, Charles Barkley, the uh-huh. second I was like, OK, let's see what the Orlando Magic do. And, and that was it. I saw him get picked okay. six and I was like, all right, bet. I was just watching the notification notifications pop off on my phone and And that's okay, like
0: if i'm sitting here admitting I live in a college basketball world i spend I spend six and a half months out of my year inundated with college basketball, and I can readily admit to you that More than half of the guys taken in the first round last night. I didn't know a singular thing about them, and it's okay to admit that. So, Jeanette, you admitting that? Like that—that is the norm. And for me, that's the norm, and you don't try to pretend to be something that you're not.
3: No, absolutely not. You guys know me very well to say I never do, but also I feel like I always enjoy watching the fits on draft day because these these guys are they're, they're they're making life changing. Their lives are about to change. How are they dressing up to that occasion? And I think you see so much personality in the fits more than anything, so I enjoyed that. But I just did a deep dive on Mr. Jaime over here. Jaquez Jr. Uh, first Mexican selected in the first round of the NBA. Six Mexicans to play in the NBA overall, so seems very Miami Heat. And uh, he looks like a guy that— He looks Mexican. Yeah, uh, a very attractive Mexican and mm-hmm. definitely one on the roster. Who lives in Chicago that we've talked about. I kind of like him, and it feels kind of weird because he's pretty young, but uh, he's a very <laughs> attractive human. <laughs> the, the,
0: Jeanette, Jeanette, giving the physical attractiveness breakdown of a guy right out of college, uh, we are reaching new spectrums of awkwardness here yeah, on Ken LeVick a lot. It, it
3: feels kind of weird to say, but I feel kind of old, but he's an attractive guy. A little, right.
4: little uh, gold digger.
3: Action, but you know what? Of, that's good.
0: Yeah. I, I tell you Bull what, if, if Jeanette can latch on to Triple J and and make herself part of that financial equation, I encourage that. Yeah, uh,
3: if she, I'll, if she, I'll take you guys nice for a nice steak dinner. If she's Don't worry in, on if she, me. Tabs she, on me.
4: If she's in, we're in. it, just, yeah, it's right, how it right. goes.
0: yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, we just live vicariously through Jeanette. Um, so so <laughs> the draft times, but especially the NBA tra- uh, draft, It's it's the time of year on the sports calendar that annoys me the most. It makes me the most crazy. I'm curious though for you out there, what is the time of year or the event on the sports calendar that drives you most insane? 888-760-3776. 888 888- Seven six zero three seven seven six. Tweeted us at KLV one zero six three. That's eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. The time of year or the event on the sports calendar that drives you the most insane is what? Because for me, it's what happened last night: the NBA draft. When you see what coming up on your sports calendar, Jeanette, do you roll your eyes and say, "Ugh, let's just get through this"? The NFL draft. Yeah. It's so long, man. Now that it's three nights and it's seven rounds. Not only that,
3: but I feel like the douchiest of the douches pop up for exactly what you said. Oh, I've been watching this guy for so long. I want him to go to the Lions, even though they've been irrelevant for so long. Like, dude, shut up.
0: Well, and, and like Stone, I Bit can only misery. I can only take so many mock drafts before it just becomes too much. <laughs> yeah, my, my, once I'm on my a thousandth mock draft, and there's still three weeks to go before the draft, I'm just I'm I'm washed out. I mean, it, it's
4: again just an underrated point because I'm someone who's 24, aspiring to be in this industry. Like, I think I have some of the the tools and resources to go build a mock drafts, and then I think, okay, nobody gives a damn about my mock draft. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm,
0: I'm, <laughs> yeah, who? Who in, in like, Cedartown, Nebraska, I don't even know if that's a real place, but it sounds like it could exist, who is sitting there and they look on Twitter and in their algorithm is Stone Labanowitz's mock right. NFL draft. Who's clicking that like, oh, I've been waiting for this all year? <laughs> it's just nobody. Yeah, wait. Man. Nobody. If there's one person who has great football thoughts, it's that Stone Lebanowitz guy I've never heard of. <laughs> I, it, it's it, To me, the time of year or event on the sports calendar that drives you the most insane is what? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. And on Twitter, at KLV1063. Jay tweets in, the World Series. Now, I think for a lot of people... Uh, And I don't know, I'm not going to put an arbitrary percentage on it. I would say that a lot of people, that's the only time that they watch baseball throughout the course of the year is the World Series. And especially now with the pitch clock. I mean, Jeanette, we went from a a pretty common four-hour World Series games and the commercial breaks and all this. We're going to be sub-three in some of these World Series games this year. That gives me more incentive to lock in and say, hey, I'm into this. This is good.
3: The pitch clock is the most... A fantastic, underrated thing that's happened to I mean, baseball. Jeanette's again. been
0: raving about this thing since spring training well, again, at the ballpark like, of the Palm Beaches. Yeah,
3: when I was the in-game host for the Astros this season, it is, you know, last season it would be we're just walking around the ballpark looking for kids to have a dance-off. Now it's, we have two outs, and the inning just ended. We better run. I was sweating after the game, but you know what? <laughs> Instead of working four and a half, five hours in the sun, I'm working two, two and a half. Yeah. It is fantastic. I love the pitch clock.
0: It's like I've always said, work shorter, not longer. I don't Mm -hmm. think that's how that goes.
3: Uh, I went Uh, went somewhere else. (laughs) Uh,
0: I want to ask you, uh, Jeanette, Mm -hmm. because Stone's an interesting case study in this question. The time of year or the sporting event on the sports calendar that drives you most crazy. Of the three of us right now, he's the one who who slathers himself in the uh, the the Marinette that is sports like he he eats it he lives it he breathes it he at all hours of the day is paying attention to it i have other things to do like raise kids or you know not completely drown myself in sports at all times you Jeanette you 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 work other jobs you have friends that you go out with uh you you traipse through uh, Lake Worth um uh, visiting bars and visiting with people I don't know if there's a time of year that annoys Stone actually in sports what do you think about this Jeanette
3: I think the time where there is nothing in sports. No, yeah, so coming possible out. so like and in if, three weeks don't yeah, be right. very annoyed Because he's, you know, he has too much money. He's not spending stuff. He's not taking risks. Stone's just sitting at a bar like, I'm bored because I haven't made enough dumb decisions on Joe Schmo on a random Wednesday evening.
0: That's probably right on. There's going to be a three or four day stretch along the All-Star break where there's no sports at all. Nothing.
3: Mm -hmm. And you're going to tell
0: when we hit that part because on this show, we're going to do weird things like pretend robots are hosting the show or something weird like that, right? AI. Um,
3: we're going to have AI run We'll have the show.
0: AI, right, right. It'll be the new co-host here on the show. Um, Stone, what time of year annoys you the most in the sports calendar?
4: Yeah, so uh, I appreciate <laughs> your guys' attempt in uh, trying to pin me down and, and tell you what I was going to say. Three weeks, now. I'm glad to be telling you that I will uh, mentally be in London. Watching Wimbledon. So we have Wimbledon in three weeks, so I won't have an off week or two weeks. I will be fully locked in. I'll be awake, setting my alarm at 3, 4 in the morning watching what Lego. go. counter. And then I've totally, totally spent this time making a list on things that I get excited for because there's nothing that I dread when it comes up on the calendar. So some examples that I've come up with. Nathan's hot dog eating contest, one of my favorites. Look forward to that every year. Well, because
0: you can you live that every night.
3: <laughs> exactly. Can, can Stone and I do our own hot dog eating contest in Studio?
0: <sighs> I don't think you want that smoke. I do want that smoke. okay, fine. Yeah, we can do that. And we then on can do that on ESPN. A little wiener chowing. <laughs> <laughs> and
4: then on ESPN the Ocho, oftentimes I dabble in the cornhole championship. I, when when sports are down a little bit and in a lull, I tap into some cornhole, wait, wait, some bags. No.
0: Wait, you, did you just go from wieners to cornhole? <laughs> yes,
4: I did. All right. Well, I, I from appreciate you. Notice <laughs> that transition there uh-huh. on purpose. That was good. Well done. And, and then recently on ESPN, they've been showing the breakdance battles, which I find kind of interesting. And uh, I've been tapping into that. Also, we have the College Baseball World Series. Need some love last night. I turned off the NBA draft to watch two of the best pitchers in college baseball go head to head in LSU Wake Forest and now LSU's heading to Omaha to take on the Florida Gators I'm tapped in there's never a time that I'm tapped out
3: I have questions Do go. you bet on the cornholes on the holes who's going to make it more in the is hole Is that
4: possible They're they're <laughs> not provided on the sports books oh, Okay so uh, no I do not
3: What about the breakdancing
4: Breakdancing? No, no. Don't know how I would. Don't know what the scoring is of that and I would never Never. I'm not a degenerate. I would it's never bet some on something. like
3: figure skating. I don't design. know the rules on. And you're completely sober when you do all of this.
4: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Negligible.
0: <laughs> Ah, He's tired
3: ladies and gentlemen. The, the time of year
0: or the event on the sports calendar that drives you the most crazy, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Tweet at us, at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. For me, it's the NBA draft for Jeanette. It's the NFL draft. Stone, he doesn't have one time of the year that annoys him, drives him crazy. He just loves to throw himself into the mud. He says, sports me at all times. What's the time of year of the event on the sports calendar that drives you most crazy? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Twitter again is open at KLV1063. We've got a lot of movement there. And if you just missed it, we have already scheduled. Well, we haven't scheduled. But we've planned out the inaugural Ken Levick Live hot dog eating competition between Jeanette and Stone. This should be a good one. They may need medical attention after the fact. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care can't help them, but... If they suffer an ankle or a joint injury during the competition, well, they could help them. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, if you're experiencing foot and ankle pain, need to see an expert in the field? They have a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced positions, leaning-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care's office is conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. We take your calls and your tweets when we come back. The Heat last night, other than Triple J, it was a good night for the Miami Heat. I'll explain why. And, well, we have to get back to the submarine because... We have a final chapter to the story, and it's a chapter we all knew was coming. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominic Queen. I'm Ken Levicka. We'll have a bold date for you when I come back. Uh, The update on my package after yesterday's procedure. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. (laughs)
1: From the Anajar and Levine studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 106.3.
0: Hey, uh, Stone, is marketing director Courtney around? I am, uh, again, doing the show from the uh, Levicka household after a, uh, a vasectomy uh, yesterday. Here's your ball date on ESPN 106.3. Lefty, a bit sore. That's been your ball date here on ESPN 106.3.
4: Um, well, you didn't let me answer your question. So.
0: Okay, no, but I just wanted to get the ball date out there. Okay, good. Uh, is marketing here? director Courtney around? She is. Um, why don't we? Why don't we? Uh, why don't we hear from Adrian Wojnarowski on Get Up this morning? On ESPN 106.3, is that possible, Stone? Of course it is. Okay, so so let me frame this real quick, and while we're listening to this, if you could just go get Marketing Director Courtney real quick, just uh, ask her. She has like 45 seconds of her very busy time to give us here on Ken Levick Live. But uh, I, I am a huge fan of Woj. Woj is, I mean, Jeanette, Woj is the GOAT. Uh-huh. Uh, he, there is nobody better. And, and high-profile FAU basketball fan, Adrian Wojnarowski, who was sitting right Absolutely. behind me at the Sweet 16 game against Tennessee in New York City just a couple of months ago.
3: And uh, also, I would like to add Petty King. He oh, kept, yeah, he
0: went at Shams last him night. Him and
3: Shams were going back and forth. Like, it was a subtweet. Uh, Shams don't. would say something, and then Woj would come back right. and retweet it and be like, actually, dot, 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 dot. It was great.
0: Uh, Stone, you live in the gambling world. Do you find it to be a bad conflict of interest that Shams, who makes paychecks from FanDuel, is putting out draft night speculation uh, that could cause people to to bet money on who goes where from a draft perspective and then Vegas makes money because Shams led them in the wrong direction? Do you see a conflict of interest?
4: Yes, it's a tricky spot. They are just feasting off of the... Small IQ group of of sports fans who willy-nilly throw their money around. It it is really tricky.
0: Shams was insinuating for quite some time yesterday with Charlotte, up could be Scoot, could be Brandon Miller, could be Scoot, could be Brandon Miller. Uh, Made it seem like pretty close to the draft that it was going to be Scoot, so I'm sure people put money on that, and then all of a sudden it was Brandon Miller and Woj, like Jeanette was mentioning, very pettily (laughs) tweeted, um, uh, as was the case all along, Charlotte takes Brandon Miller. I love so were, I I just find it to be a bit uncomfortable. Were you aware of the line movement yesterday between I the two? I was not. I just, my common sense brain kicked in and said, ah, oh, this could be an issue. So yesterday,
4: waking up in the morning, Brennan Miller was 7-1 to one to get drafted first. So you had to lay $700 to even win $100. That was on Brennan Miller. Well, come around to like 3, 4 p.m. in the afternoon, Scoot Henderson became like 5 to 1. So you then had to throw 500 to even 100 bucks on Scoot Henderson. So the line completely flip-flopped, and now Brandon Miller became like plus 400 after being minus 700 when we woke up. So it is dangerous. Like so many people invested in Scoot Henderson to go second after the line changed, and they all got burned.
0: Yeah, that's not great. It's uh- not. So so back to what we were talking about with Woj. I'm not saying this is the case. This is just what it seems like to me. It sounds like Woj is talking to people in the Portland front office and is helping to, uh, through the media, send some messages to Dame Lillard. The There were reports that... If the Blazers couldn't get rid of the number three pick to bring in a veteran uh, alongside Damian Lillard, Lillard doesn't want to be part of a rebuild. That increased the chances of Lillard eventually requesting a trade, and obviously that's where the Heat get involved. So... The Blazers do go get Scoot Henderson. Adrian Wojnarowski, to me, this morning on Get Up, this just sounded very much like a Portland Trailblazers-produced message to perpetuate on national television. This is Adrian Wojnarowski on the Blazers-Dame situation.
2: But Damian Lillard, could he find a way to win in, in, in Portland? They get this young player that everyone is super excited about. So what does this mean for Damian Lillard? That's up to him. I mean, Damian Lillard has to decide uh, if he wants to grow with this young group. This team's not going to be a championship contender this season. I think they've done an outstanding job in Portland uh, the last couple years in the draft. Shaden Sharp last year, who they drafted in the lottery, and then this year, three, you know, Scoot Henderson certainly at the top, and then two other very good players who you can see a pathway to this young team. And if Damian Lillard wants to go to a contender, it's going to probably have to be somewhere unless he's willing to wait a couple years for this group to grow. There's no magic trade out there for them. You know, they'll try to re-sign Jeremy Grant. I have some confidence to be able to do that. Uh, You know, he was certainly impactful last year for this organization. Damon Lillard has said he's wanted to play his career in Portland. He's wanted to retire a Blazer. He certainly has that opportunity. He's going to be among the highest paid players in the league over the next few years. Uh, But... I think Portland did what was right by their organization, their front office, trading out of number three for whatever the best available veteran would have been. It would have been malpractice. It just would have been. You You in a market like Portland, you don't get cracks at it. You can't go out in free agency and get star players. Your chance to get a star player, just like they did with Damian Lillard, is typically through the draft. Mm-hmm. I think they did that last night.
0: I mean, Jeanette, I just, when, when, when Woj's response starts with, when Greeny asks him, what does this mean for the future of Damian Lillard? And and Woj responds, well, it'll be how, uh, it, it, this is up to Dame. This is up to Dame. And then all the things said subsequently. That sounds like a message that was was sort of propagandized by the Portland Trailblazers.
3: Oh, for sure. But what uh, else it, are they going to do with this? point.
0: Yeah, it just sounds like they're trying to send a message to Damian Lillard, hey bro, ball's in your court now, um, and really putting the pressure on him, court of public opinion to, hey, stay loyal to us, and hey, this is what they had to do. Go get this young star. Had to do that, because they couldn't make a deal with three. Nobody was going to do business with him. Had to do this. Uh, This leads me to believe that, and maybe this is just me being optimistic, fingers crossed, that Dame finally pulls the plug and says, "All right, trade me. And yeah. that's where the heat get involved. Yeah,
4: I think the eternal optimist in me has said that Dame's built up so much goodwill that this propaganda machine like has no guilt. Like they're going to yeah. push all of the good things out for Dame and the organization.
0: It, it just feels mm-hmm. like the Blazers have finally confronted the fact that uh, we know this guy's not happy. We want him around, and now we're going to go to the court of public. They haven't done this before. Go to the court of public opinion uh, to try and put pressure.
3: For on sure, him. and it, it's going pretty much off of what Stone said. It seems like it's it's a mutual breakup at this point. Like there's no. There's no bad beef between anybody. It's just like, all right, we're ready to move on. We're just ready to see how we're going to move on at this point. If
0: you're Damian Lillard, just do it already, man! Like, come on, just do it already. You say you love the grind. Come to the ultimate place to grind it out and, and 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 win a title. Come on, man. I just make the decision. Uh, Marketing Director Courtney, I, I appreciate you coming on here. Only need hey, like 45 Kenny. seconds of your time. How's I know, your lower
5: region doing? How, uh, how lefty, you
0: doing? Lefty a bit sore. Okay. Uh, and, uh, you got some now, peas down now, there? Now You're it's being there? iced. Yeah. It's actually just an ice pack. Oh, uh, nice. And that is- Very uh, mature you- of you. Your second ball date here on uh, ESPN 106.3 of this segment. Um, uh, real quick, very important to pull you out of a meeting for. Um, can we legally do a hot dog eating contest, a wiener consumption contest, in a couple of weeks' time between Jeanette and uh, Stone? Is that, is that legally possible?
3: I feel like we could tr- – I have to check our rule book here.
0: Okay am um, I, I not mean, sure have... just like the the Titanic sub, we just have them sign a waiver. yeah, it's I fine. would just
3: say I feel like we and could just sign some waivers. Yeah. I would love for the waiver to say death
0: De- you <laughs> know, death you <maybe, laughs> know <times. laughs>
3: maybe put like a hand on a book and swear
5: that yeah, you yeah. won't come after love me, that. you know yeah. all of that, for but sure. all right. Why hot dogs?
0: Uh, Because the hot dog eating contest. Uh, Jeanette challenged Stone. Stone loves the hot dog eating contest. So why not have a Ken Levick a live version? Yeah,
3: Stone has said that uh, he enjoys watching men put wieners in his mouth. Uh Right, right, and consume them. Consume them quickly. So I was like, I've also done the same thing. Let's have a contest.
0: And uh, right, everybody loves (laughs) tubed meat in in the mouth here (laughs) on Ken Levick. All right,
3: all right. As the director of content, we're gonna put a All pin right. in that All little right. conversation All right. uh, uh, but sure we can make it happen my money's on stone sorry g wow. but the amount of food that this Literally dump truck favorite. consumes <laughs> on a nightly basis is beyond so but yeah All let's make it happen i did it awesome. two last Perfect. night thanks oh good Kurt.
0: Thank you, Courtney. You can go back to your meeting now. I appreciate that. Uh, good. We hope your looks balls like we, get
3: better soon. <laughs>
0: appreciate that. That is a, uh, a green light. It appears from uh, marketing director Courtney for our tubed meat consumption contest here on Kenlevick Live. And so we don't get into a trademark infringement, it will be called uh, the tubed meat consumption contest. Tubed uh, meat consumption uh, <laughs> uh, when Wait, we come part back, of
3: this? are we putting condiments? Like, how's this going? Is this just bread? And hot
0: dogs? Oh, con- yes. Um, uh, yeah, we, we are. Uh, we we I, I think we can allow condiments, uh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, think that's a good idea. Whatever
4: you need to compete, Jeanette, like I'm, I'm willing to allow you to well, do well anything Stone, that you have to do.
0: Understand, Stone, that the edge, you'll get the edge if you slather it in mustard because Jeanette hates mustard. That would be intimidating towards her. <laughs> good call. I'm telling no, no,
3: you, no, 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 no. We already have the to handle upper hand. The tube meats, how we want to handle the tube. Jeanette, have, you, right. have you?
4: Have uh, you? let me say it, not contended have you partaked in any hot dog eating contests in your life
3: I've partaked in many chicken wing contests and I've won too.
4: okay so you have no experience with, in,
3: uh, with putting wieners in my mouth quickly uh,
4: correct you have no experience in the competitive nature of that
3: yeah no
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. alright well that makes me even more confident than I already am because of course I have
0: it is going to be a hard left turn when we talk about the Titanic sub when we come back <laughs> uh, she's Jeanette Javier the Dominic Queen I'm Ken Levick I'm live on ESPN 106.3 you got to pump it
5: up don't you know pump it up
3: you got to pump it up, don't
1: you know, pump it up. Got From the NHR and the Bean Studios you know, in downtown West Palm you Beach, you are listening to Ken LeVeca Live on ESPN 1063.
0: You know, oh, man. I, uh, I was watching a little bit of the Marlins last night, and I'm telling you, Stone, I think I'm going to have to make a trip down I think I'm gonna have to make a trip down to see the Marlins, and if I do so, I am not bringing my Greenway Kia, my K5 GT, because I I respect that car too much. It doesn't need to go through the start, stop, start, stop, start, stop of all of the gridlock that comes with going to a Marlins game. Instead, I'm taking that big yellow train. There it is in all its glory. You can hear it, it's chugging down the tracks. That's Brightline. Go to brightline.com. Free Brightline app is how I get my Brightline tickets. And I click, 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 click. I find the premium seats. Jeanette has enjoyed the premium seats. Stone has enjoyed the premium seats. Mm. And when you have the premium seats on Brightline, you get to the station, either West Palm, Boca Raton, Fort Lauderdale, Aventura, uh, and then Miami Central Station. And you walk through it. They say, hello. You say, hello. Scan your ticket. Premium. Go ahead and head to the lounge. Oh, don't mind if I do. You go to the lounge, you got snacks, complimentary. Drinks, complimentary. Not just like fruit punch and water. No, 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 we're talking Pinot Noir, which I'm being poured right now. Mm -mm, Delicious. Maybe a cocktail or two, maybe a beer. And then you get on the Brightline Premium Seating, and then, uh, you know what? I will have another Pinot Noir. Thank you, appreciate that. Sure, I'll take some snacks, I'll take some cookies. And then I'll make my way to Miami Central Station. I'll yeah. jump on that ride share, get to Lone Depot Park, watch the Marlins, take that dub, get back on the ride share after the game, get in to the Brightline, the home runner train at Miami Central Station, and head back home. All with Brightline. Go brightline.com and the free Brightline app. GoBrightline.com and the free Brightline app.
3: The Can NBA draft a show tri- trip.
0: To watch uh, what's, a show trip? Yes. Yes, let's do it. That'd Let's be fun because
3: there's Saturday I, games. I think Sunday. that's a great idea. Ken. I don't think what's that wrong is a great idea. idea.
4: Nothing's wrong with that idea. I'm so excited, Ken. I was going to ask you, when's <laughs> the last time you remember the Marlins knowing how to win games? Like they just know how to win at this this season. Like they ripped off five in the eighth last
0: night. Like they know what they're doing. Uh, it's been a while. It has been quite some time. Now, don't forget. I told you, not until the All-Star break am I ready to actually talk (laughs) in depth about the Marlins. The extent of me talking about the Marlins will be, yeah, let's go to a game on Brightline. Show trip. I'm into that with Jeanette. Jeanette Stone, myself, Theo, let's do it. Well, I know this Saturday's beer
3: fest. That's the last time I went to a Marlins game, and it was a blast. A blast. $3 craft. $3 $3 craft beers yeah. before the game. And then they hit you up with the $5. Uh, it was a 305 deal right after the beer fest yeah. at Marlins ballpark.
4: In, in, in regards it was a good time. It, I'm in for it. In regards to uh, the Marlins as well, there was a funny tweet Josh <laughs> Cohen put out, which uh, uh, very, very very seldom do we get those from, from Josh. Funny <laughs> tweets. The Marlins are on pace to lose the World Series 4-1. to one. I thought, hey, that's... that's Really well put. Just like all Ayo. these other teams getting in here. Ao
0: Sports comedy at Josh on <laughs> air on Twitter. Uh, the NBA draft he drives yet? me insane because everybody thinks they know something. They don't. They don't. Uh, how can you criticize the Heat when you have never heard of Jaime Jaquez Jr. before? Like, stop. Stop. Everybody thinks they know something. They're not a scout. They're not an observer or nothing. It drives me crazy. The time of the year or event on the sports calendar that drives you most crazy is what? 888 3776 3776 In case you're just joining us, we are having a tubed meat consumption contest in a couple of weeks' time here on Ken live Alive. Stone versus Jeanette. Can't wait for that. Let's go to the phone. Segway Sean in Palm Beach Gardens joins us on this Friday on ESPN 106.3. Hello, Sean.
5: What's up, guys and gal? Hola. Stone, probably one of the most unintentional—the uh, the best unintentional segues I've heard on the show was the uh, the wieners to the cornhole that you didn't even mean to do, but <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was sense? something. We are
0: highbrow today on Ken Lavica Live,
4: Sean. There was no <laughs> no planning that went into that one. It was just my tier of uh, sports that I enjoy the most. It just Beautiful. happened that way.
5: It was an amazing accident. Uh, so. The stretch from right now through the first preseason football game is kind of my the thing that I loathe the most about sports. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, I can get into, I can get into baseball. It's just if it's a secondary sport for me. If it's I have basketball and baseball also is on on the off nights. And, and to me, and I know that it's because of scheduling. But to me, there's no reason that we need to have basketball finals and the Stanley Cup Finals on at the same time. Can we push basketball season back like a month? And then maybe it's just like, maybe it's just July that we really have to deal with just one solo sport of baseball. But don't get me wrong, I played it all growing up. I love it. But, you know, watching it is still a little slow. And so I kind of need something else. And I don't know. It, well, the last few weeks have been amazing watching the, the Panthers in the heat, but I don't need to do it at the same time. You can push basketball maybe, but I know winter – with hockey, I get that, but, you know, maybe push basketball back another month. Just one month, please. I would be the all line. for
0: that. And, again, I'm all for and appreciate the call, Sean. I'm all for starting the season on Christmas Day 50-game season and push the season back a little bit. Like, I'd be for that. Or you can just be like Stone and pass the time with tennis on grass and guzzling some glizzies on a hot July 4th and on the Long the Island. And the
3: whole Tournament and the breakdancing tournament right. and yeah. right. Wimbledon.
4: Wimbledon, yeah, which is tennis on grass.
0: Yeah. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> I, I we have asked Steve's in just a couple of moments. Uh Jeanette has been obsessed. Uh and I have too for in all fairness, but Jeanette's really been obsessed with the Ocean Gate sub that met the fate that I think we all thought that it had met. Uh they're they, Titan. Uh, yeah, the, the, the Ocean Gate Titan, the submarine featuring uh, the five passengers, four of them billionaires, and the saddest part of the story, apparently a 19-year-old son who reluctantly, according to reports, mm-hmm. went with his father to please him, even though he was really fearful of uh, heading down to the Titanic 13,000 feet in this sub who all perished. Um And there's been a lot of, Jeanette, backlash. Oh, why make jokes? Why the memes? Why everything? Why why is there this reaction to uh, sort of a humorous reaction to uh, these people dying on the way down to the Titanic? And I think, one, them being billionaires with a ton. uh, This is how they choose to use their money, which is fine. But it also means it opens you up to what the hell are they thinking? Like, that's just extravagant uh, billionaire conduct right there. Um, uh, but that's by far this 19-year-old son the the most tragic part about all of this to me. Uh, I hate that. I hate that, and it's a lesson. You don't have to do everything that your parents necessarily try to push you into doing, especially when you're 19 years old. Like That is just awful. Um, If it makes anybody feel better, I suppose, Jeanette, is that it seems like the deaths of all these people came very, very, very quickly, probably without them knowing it.
3: For sure, and that's what a lot of the research done. That everything happens in a split second when you're under that much pressure, right. and uh, some a couple people even said that their brains doesn't even process. Yeah, it was so quick. when that happens. Right, right. So that's the good news. It sucks that uh, the 19 year old was put in that, especially so reluctantly. Um, but yeah, I am the queen of the dark humor and the memes. If you have, if anybody's giving you poop or enjoying the dark humor side of this. Come to me. I will share another meme in I, that favor.
0: I, again, it, it seemed needless to do. Why do we need to go see the Titanic? I, I just, I, I, don't, I don't understand it. Well, um,
3: they had but, the whole full Titanic experience. So.
0: I, when we come back, though, uh, a guy who, uh, I mean, he might have the most money of anybody I know. Uh, Steve Politiner, uh Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer. We'll ask him. If he has $250,000 laying around, would he go see the Titanic? We'll find out when we come back. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominique Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.